good Thanksgiving weekend to you all in back. Two here uh, fell into a turkey coma at some point in the past couple days. A few of you, are there anybody in here who's still recovering from that sad turkey coma? Anybody willing to admit that? All right. I guess you didn't need enough then. Why don't you stand up and say hello to someone around you? Say happy Thanksgiving weekend. Or a very special night planned here. Excited for all God has in store. Glad to see you here tonight.
that in this Thanksgiving Day weekend and give it up for who our God is. Come on. Yeah. How many of you are grateful for this week, this Thanksgiving week? Are you grateful to be here tonight together to worship our God? Can we get an amen to that? There we go. That's a little bit better. I think that turkey coma very much is uh, still in place from your responses so far tonight. I want to invite you to have a seat. Uh, as you do, don't fall asleep. You're a little sleepy tonight. We have an awesome weekend in store for you here. I just got one thing I want to let you know of. Our annual Timbali Christmas time sale is going to be happening starting the weekend of the 7th and 8th. For those of you who don't know what that is, we have an awesome ministry where uh, Suzanne Deeran partners with some women over in Swazi near our care point. And these women actually make purses, backpacks, all kinds of awesome things that are great, great Christmas gifts and just great practical um, gifts as well. And the, all the proceeds go right to them. So they're making a living doing this, making these items, and they're going to be for sale out in the lobby. Be sure to check that out in the next couple of weeks through the Christmas season. Speaking of the Christmas season, this wasn't an official announcement, but we're excited to have our very first Christmas recital this Friday night. Who's excited for our Christmas arts recital this Friday night? Yeah going to be awesome. And by that time, this whole place is going to be decked out in Christmas time. As Thanksgiving's over, we can uh, we can start getting the Christmas trees up. So you Grinches can uh, can be okay with that. Um, well, hey, I am just so excited for what we have tonight. For those of you who've been around Impact long enough, you will know that we do something every year called Story Songs. And you know that we do story videos, really pretty much at least two or three story videos a month here at Impact. Something that we're really passionate about is sharing each other's story, telling stories of what God has been doing in our lives so that it can affect others as well and help people take their next step too. And so tonight, we just get to take stock of all that God's been at work this past year through five different stories that we've actually written original songs around to celebrate them, to lift those songs up in God, to worship and celebrating and thanking God for what he's done and what he might do next. And so that's what tonight's all about. So my prayer is that this would just be a worshipful time for all of us, a time where these songs, these stories would hit you afresh tonight, where you'd be moved, where you'd be um, just reminded of how good truly God is and what he's doing in lives and maybe what he wants to do in your life next. And so over these next moments, I just invite you to just quiet your heart and just ask God to speak whatever he needs to speak to you tonight. I think we're all coming in here tonight carrying different things. Uh, and we just all need to hear something different. And our God is the kind of God who knows exactly what that is for us tonight. So I just, for my prayer is this experience would be just that for us, just what we need. So let's go to God in prayer as we take up our offering. God, thank you so much for who you are. All those things that we just sang about, you're our light, our salvation, you're our rock solid hope. You've already done enough for us, God, and you're already doing more. That's something we can lose sight of so easily in the ins and outs of our day of life. Uh, even when we walk through hard times, God, even though they might be very hard times, like some of the ones that we're going to hear about in these stories, it's just so important and so good to remember that you're constant, you're faithful, and even when things around us are falling apart, even when every, the world seems bad, even when people around us seem bad, you are good. And that's just the resounding truth that we want to, to be in this place tonight. An attitude of gratitude for who you are, what you've done, and what you've yet to do. So we give with that in mind tonight, God, and just prepare our hearts these next moments as we just take in uh, the scope of what you've done. Pray this in your name.
And the doctor came in the room and said, your daughter had a positive screening for um, the newborn screen. And he said, well, this one is for cystic fibrosis. And my mind was just flowing. And being a nurse that I was, I, I just kind of was thinking of all the kids I've taken care of with cystic fibrosis. And um, it was just so overwhelming to me. After Elise was diagnosed, um, I moved into a really, really dark season. I allowed CF to control my mind. It gave me anxiety. It gave me fear of the unknown of her future. I remember sitting in church and he, the pastor said, what do you in your life do you need to rebuild? And I remember just sitting there thinking, I need to rebuild the way I'm thinking about this disease. And I just remember saying, I have to let her go. I have to let her be what God wants her to be. Even though it was my dream to keep her and protect her, and that he had better dreams for her than I could imagine. She's yours, Lord, and I know that I'm just here to take care of her because she's yours. And I got, my name is Heather, and I got the opportunity to write around the Veldman story. And um, Tara's story, as she she did a lot of the talking in the video, I just really latched onto her um, as I just began to write the song. And as I wrote, as I got going into the song, I just, um, it turned in my mind and went to Elisa's story. And I just began to ask God, um, God, why? Just things happen like this, like to kids that have no control, have done nothing wrong. And um, I really felt the Holy Spirit whisper to my heart and he said, you're asking the wrong question, Heather. You're supposed to be asking me what I'm gonna do through this story. And um, so as I began to write this song, he just, he whispered this statement into my heart and I turned it into the chorus of the song. And he just said, how can gold be purified without the flame? And how can hearts be made strong without the trial? And I just really latched on and I remembered um, James where it talks about, consider a pure joy whenever you face trials of many kind. You know that the, the um, testing of your faith develops perseverance and that perseverance finishes work so that you can become complete, not lacking anything. And as I just, um, as I was writing actually, Tony sharing um, his, his message that he talked on perseverance came back and it was just, let's look Godward and let's push into the fight and push into the moment and let the things, the hard things in our life become good things. And so I just really wrote this story around that. And so this song is called Your Will.
I will.
my name is Jeremy. I'm 42 years old. When I first woke up from surgery, I was laying in the bed and I knew what had happened. I, I remembered it. I, I knew I was paralyzed. I was just, it was full of anger. It was full of hate. I cursed God every day. I remember I was in the hospital and I talked to my sister and she said, I think there's some people that I'd, I would like you to talk to if you're willing and open. Jeff just, he just said, hey, are you ready to commit your life to Jesus? And if so, pray with me. And, and we prayed and it's been awesome, truly awesome sense. I could feel the weight lifting off my heart. And I want to start my life from here on out to the day that I die is going to be dedicated to Jesus Christ. Hello, everyone. Can you see me in the back? They stick me in the back because I misbehave. That's typically why. So uh, my name is Alan. It's been a while since I've done one of these things. It's been a few years. Um, but I'm glad to do it again, glad to, to, to be doing this. And um, we don't get assigned these songs, we just kind of pick them. And I don't know why uh, Jeremy's really kind of jumped out at me uh, this time around. Um, I guess I just remember watching it and knowing what it, knowing what it feels to be paralyzed, but not physically. And a lot of what has been kind of talked about in the messages, this kind of series about being in a cage and, and wanting to leave it, um, that just kind of was brought out to me in this story. And unfortunately, we didn't get to see the whole thing, uh, but there's a, a part in Jeremy's story where says that he was in a bad place even before this paralysis and a lot of times we focus on the physical things the things that are going wrong in our lives and and we look at the story and we're like man his life stinks because he's paralyzed but we forget that there's something underneath uh, that if we let it get to us things in our lives may happen that are unfortunate and we may make decisions that aren't the smartest decisions so Jeremy's story is about hope and that's what this song is about some of us are kind of stuck in a place of just feeling hopeless whether it's a physical thing or whether it's a mental thing or um, you know a relational thing uh, it's all there it's all there to par paralyze us from living the life that we're meant to live so uh, this song is really just a cry out for that hope and for that strength uh, to, to just make it through. Uh, so this is called Hope.
My name is Annie Link, and this is my husband, Jerry. And we've been going to Impact since 2013. I grew up in a, in a good Catholic family, and it was a good thing. At home, that seemed to be all on me, reading to the kids, doing their prayers, getting ready for church. Like, it was a fight pretty much every Sunday. I started taking a hard look at things, and I just knew I couldn't, I couldn't grow anymore where we were at. Six months into us going to Impact, I saw—I <laughs> didn't have my eyes closed. I was just looking down. I mean, I wasn't looking around, but I just the corner of my peripheral. I saw Jerry's hand move, and I was like, "Wait, what?" So I looked, and my eyes were open. I know, and his hand was up, and my—oh, I was just bawling. It was pretty incredible. I just let go and let God take over. And I had never done that before in my life. Hey guys, so my name is Kyle Hoff. Um, I picked this song uh, or this story for a group of us to kind of write around just to honor um, that decision that they made. Um, that day. I think we do a great job in this church of really highlighting and, and honoring um, some of these stories that are, you know, have a lot of uh, like backstory of I, you know, I, he was, I had a horrible past and all this stuff I did and it was just, you know, God really delivered me through it and that's amazing. Um, and we love highlighting those and honoring those. But I also, I like this just because it was knew that, you know, Jerry knew that he needed God and he didn't have that. And so he just made that decision to follow Christ in that moment. And I just thought that was really awesome. And um, he just heard God calling him and, and he responded. And so this is the song we wrote about that. Love 
I'm Amina Bolin, and I have been going to Impact for five years now. My name is Carter, and I began to go to Impact five years ago. About five months ago, everything in his body just started shutting down. His kidneys weren't working. His digestive tract just completely stopped. Um, his heart was having issues. And so we were getting hospitalized every couple months to do a clean out. He um, had fevers and was not doing the best. We went back in and they found a blood clot. When you're gone for so long, it's as if life just continues around you and you're kind of like in this isolated state. I know that God is big enough to take my anger and to take my questions and he was always there to, to, to drag us out of it. And he truly is the well from which our strength comes. I would rather have my worst day all over again with God than my best without him. I actually wrote this song for Carter and Amina too. I <laughs> I love this. It was actually kind of funny. We had all um, picked stuff and I hadn't even realized there's, they hadn't played the story at church yet. And um, I had gotten an email a couple months ago from Ryder and hey, these are the possible stories we're going to do. And I had just mentioned it in the house and um, the week before they were playing the story, my husband comes up to me, Justin, and he's like, hey, um, are you guys writing a story song for Amina and Carter? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know you know, if their story has been picked. And he goes, oh, well, I jotted down some ideas for a song. And he handed me four notebook pages of stuff written down. And I was like, this is the whole song. Like, I don't even have to write a song. I just had to put it together, like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, you know? So I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And so I start reading the lyrics and it was like straight from his father's heart to this little boy, I'm gonna cry. Um, and as, as I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a lullaby. Um, and so I, um, I, we started working on the song, like it was his day off on Friday. So I was like, hey, let's sit down. What are you thinking for the song? And so he picked up the guitar and he doesn't play much, but he just started playing this like little riff. And I was like, I started singing over it and I was like, I'm getting so tired. I'm like, I think this is supposed to be a lullaby. And then like this thought hit me, I'm gonna write this song if I'm Amina singing to Carter, like a lullaby that he can have and he can take with him and he can listen to when his mom's not there or when he just needs to go to sleep and all the time that they're at the hospital or you know, can't get here. And so it ended up being a lullaby from his mother. So um, I wrote, I just thought like, what are the things that a mom would say to her child and so um, I called it a mother's song and hopefully I can get through it <laughs> I see the pain you're going through Road, but I'm here with you And every time you get knocked down I'll help you up, get your feet on the ground But when you're tired and 
So here we go Another round It breaks my heart To see you down In all your pain I see you smile It lifts my heart In those around But when you're tired Don't forget your mother's love I am only one breath away Just call my name Just call my name I am only one breath away Just call my name There is one who loves you more Jesus is his name He cares for you He gave you his spirit To walk you through And he is only one breath away And just call his name call his name. He is only one breath away. And just call his name. My name is Mary Bentweist, and I have two beautiful children with my husband, Mitch. We didn't think that we would have children. And then about six months later, we became pregnant with Rory. They found a very large tumor on the right atrium of her heart. She passed away at the age of three. I thought of everything I had ever done that was bad and thought, this is it. This is my punishment. I just opened my Bible and started reading. Once I became aware of what a life with Jesus was like, I felt much lighter in my grief. I felt like with Jesus, I could bear this pain. And it's okay to say, I was wrong. I was wrong about Jesus. Life with him is so much better. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I don't know uh, Paul was here to see Mary's video, but man, that was just um, one of the most powerful ones that I've ever experienced. and. Um, 
I just had the privilege to just think on that story for a long time and to write around it. And um, I don't think there's any coincidence. Sometimes the thing that teaches us the most about who God is are these these parent relationships, being a parent and what that's like, and the immense grief that Mary felt that anyone would feel when their little three-year-old beautiful girl who lit up the world is on her deathbed. That's maybe the closest thing that any of us could get to in terms of how God must have felt sending Christ to the cross for us. And so what a transformative moment and what a transformative thing for our lives to be able to put ourselves into that, that mindset and to say, wow, that not only is that how God felt, but that's how much God loved me, that he did that for me. He sent his son to die. And in Mary's, in Mary's case, her, a lot of her story revolved around she was just feeling her whole life like God was watching. He was keeping score. He was keeping track. She grew up in that kind of a faith environment. And so when Rory, her beautiful little girl, passed, the weight of that, the weight of all she had done came crashing down. As she said, this must be it. This must be my punishment. And what a horrible way to live. What a horrible way to view God. But the beauty in that story to me is that Rory's life and her subsequent death actually taught her mother and taught Mary to, to actually live in a real way, fully alive, like Christ intended for us. So that, that story just was incredible to me. And I just, again, I'm just, I don't know if Mary's here tonight or she'll be here tomorrow, but I just want to thank her again for sharing that, opening up that, that hard part of your story to share, because that's just so empowering for so many who have, have suffered grief like that. And so the idea of just how that changed Mary's life got me thinking about, as you saw in that video, she was, she's a painter. She painted a butterfly painting. If you were here that weekend, you saw that in the video. And this idea of a butterfly um, got me thinking about the process of metamorphosis, which is change. And then it got me thinking about metamorphosis, not just as a process, but even as an action, as a verb, metamorphosize. What does that look like for us to be actively seeking transformation through Christ, even through the hard things? And so... It's where this song came from. It's called Metamorphosize.
Let's go ahead and pray uh, before we do some baptisms here in just a second. Let's pray together. Jesus, I just thank you so much for the story of your transformation in our lives. God, I thank you for the way that you move in the midst of our hurt and our pain to bring about your goodness and your glory. God, I thank you for the opportunity as individuals to come together collectively and to celebrate the declaration of who you are and what you do in our lives to bring about the glory and the goodness that you long for in each one of us, God. Thank you for this space and this time. And thank you for those who are about to courageously declare you over their lives. God, we are grateful for this moment and we are grateful for each other and we are grateful for the gifts and the talents to put music to story as we have seen so beautifully tonight. I pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Hey, I know that you wanted to give rounds of applause every single time after every single song, but then the video cuts you off. And so I want you to give a rousing round of applause to this team for what they did. On that note, we now get to be a part of declarations of Jesus in two lives tonight here for the very first time in this tank for the very first time, uh, hoping that it doesn't leak for the very first time ever. 
And, um, and I, I want to just say this as we move forward, you've heard story and you've heard the retelling of stories by each one who's committed their talent, their gift and their life to retell a story. And here's the amazing part about following Jesus. We get with our lives, every single one of us to retell the story of Jesus' resurrection. And it just struck me over and over and over again tonight as these songs came up, that, that moment when, when the disciples get to the tomb and they're like, where is Jesus' body? And there's been such grief and they ask the question, and what is the response? He is not here. He has risen. And that truth as the church is so profound in the lives of people that we're going to see come up tonight and make the declaration that they have been called to Jesus to rise again and that he is working the miracle in their mess to bring about such incredible change. And I just wanna declare this for those of you who are visiting tonight, for those of you who maybe don't know Jesus, what is going to happen here is a sacred moment of covenant declaration where, where these two are gonna get up and they're gonna proclaim before you that they are entering into the strongest bond to humanity and it is because it is a spiritual bond with the Lord Jesus that their life will be a life about resurrection that their life will be a new life that their life every day when they get up will be full of new mercies as they choose Jesus in his way for them so as Ethan comes up and Matt come up I want you again with that pent-up applause to please applaud them for this decision moment. You nervous? I'm glad you're nervous a little bit. That's okay. How old are you, Ethan? 11. 11 years old. It's a big moment for you. You going to cry? You can cry up here. Okay. Ethan, you chose this verse, James 1.17. Can you see that and read that for us? Right. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, of whom there is no verification or shadow due to a change. What does that verse mean to you? Why did you choose that verse? Well, because um, my family has been blessed by God and... I just feel like now's the time since like it's coming like it's came around to where people are getting baptized, so I just feel like now is the time. Matt, do you want to tell you just a little bit about the importance of this moment for Ethan? Um yeah, I will try to. <laughs> um so this is just a very big deal, I guess. My wife Cassie and I um, you know, we came back to church, we came to Impact when we started having our children. And uh, 
we had them dedicated here, and you can see our picture from Ethan when he was dedicated 11 years ago. Um, and I'm just very grateful for my family and my impact family to be here to fulfill his commitment. You know, I feel like we, we raised him, how we promised we would raise him, and now he takes the step and um, continues on that walk. So I'm just very proud of him and um, very honored that he picked me. Ethan Nanninga, do you confess that Jesus Christ has forgiven your sins as you have surrendered your life to him? I do. Ethan, Matthew Nanninga, based on your confession of the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in obedience to his command to be baptized, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Keep that applause going, folks. Awesome. Well done, Ethan. We are proud of you. Rachel, you want to come on up and Bobby? As they come up, I just wanted to share that uh, I got to meet these two tonight and their story is just a phenomenal story one of God's incredible grace in bringing them together. It's a little bit, a little bit slippery. And I'll wait. Rachel, you chose uh, Galatians 2.20. Would you go ahead and read that for us? I've been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Yeah. Do you want to share what that means for you for this day for baptism? Yeah. Basically, that just means to me that every day I get to wake up and I get to choose to just understanding that Christ lives in me and that I have to die to myself every day and um, kind of forget about my flesh and follow my spirit. And in your story, what's the significance of this moment and this declaration of Jesus over your life? What's brought you to this place? It took me a long time to figure out kind of how to love myself. And I realized that even though I'm not enough, Christ died for me and he's enough. And so I'm enough for him. And uh, Bobby, is there anything that you would like to add or say over your wife? Um, I, I'm just extremely proud of her. Um, I've always been proud of her. She's always been my best friend. She's always been a true follower in Christ. And I, um, you know, I'm Catholic and we would be considered as like a mixed marriage. And it is what it is. Um, but I just asked her to promise me to just please take the bath sometime soon. And uh, 
and that was it. That's all I needed. Um, and I don't need uh, anything else other than than her to to walk with me to to the cross, and that's it. And I'm so very proud of her. And I I'm I have everything that I need in Christ, and I have everything that I need in her. And we're we're best friends. And I'm just so proud of her. Had the chance ahead. Of, yeah, go ahead. I had a chance to, in a nosy pastor's way, ask questions ahead of time to these two. And I love the story of, their, um, of the unity of their marriage and that declaration that both of them love Jesus with all their heart and believe in him for their salvation. That's profound. And on that, they stand together unified in all things. So you wanna go ahead and read that. Rachel Logan, do you confess that Jesus Christ has forgiven your sins as you have surrendered your life to him? Yes. Rachel Renee Logan, based upon your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in obedience to his command to be baptized, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's go ahead one more time. I just want to applaud, whistle, cheer for both of these who have made this declaration today. As we close tonight, I just think that's worthy of continued celebration. Stand up, give a high five to someone, say, God is good to someone around you. We're going to sing one last song in celebration and in worship tonight.